Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's good, Fantasy Champs? Welcome to the last show of the week. Before we send you off to week one and to enjoy your weekend with the glorious sport of NFL football. Yes, sir. It's going to be fun. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, Rick and I still, you know, after the show, we'll talk about this, but we still got to get together on this uh, this YouTube dealio. What Sunday ticket? I need my Sunday ticket. Oh, it's funny. I was literally just thinking that in my head. I'm like, I'm like, we need to do that before, you know, freaking <laughs> Sunday. So uh, anyway, um, today we're going to talk about our weekly starts and sits for week one. Um, it should be an interesting show. As always, we'll give you four, four players to start at the quarterback, uh, four players to start quarterback, a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end. We'll give you four players to sit at the same positions. Um, and we'll send you on your merry way for the weekend. Um, it should be a short and tight show. Um, and it, a lot of fun here we, as we start this, this NFL season. So before we jump into our starts and says, check out our website, fantasygamies.com, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening, Apple podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review and share this pod with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like comment down below. Any questions you have for us, uh, get us those week one starts and sits questions. Okay. Yeah, who do I start week one? Who do I start? Darren Waller or Mark Andrews? I drafted both. Yeah, Matt Jones or Josh Allen. <laughs> Yikes. Um, all right. So let's let's get into this. Should be an interesting week one. Um at the end of the show, we'll give you our uh, our Super Bowl pick. You got a Super Bowl pick, Rick? Oh, yeah, I do actually. Okay, all right. Um, I got my Super Bowl pick ready, so we'll give our Super Bowl pick at the end of the show. Um, we'll let you know how we did at the end of the season, obviously in February. Um, but anyway, we'll start with the starts. Actually, we, we'll go the we'll go by position here. Sound good? Yes. Okay. So at the quarterback position, our start this week is Kirk Cousins versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa blows. <laughs> yep. End of story. No. <laughs> Tampa Bay is not a good football team anymore. Um, Tom Brady left, and they've lost a lot of different pieces to their entire team. Um, and I think it makes it really tough, especially like Brady always – like he's a type of player. Like you see this with the Jets right now he's a type of player that can elevate a roster just based on being there. You know what I mean? Like where they're like, you look across the room and you're like, ah, crap, we got Tom Brady. It don't matter. Yeah. And I think that that really makes the bucks a made the bucks a much better football team than they actually are. Um, and so we're going to see that this year. You're not looking across the room at Baker Mayfield going, Holy crap. doesn't matter if we're down 21, nothing in the first quarter. That guy's gonna drag us back. No, that's not happening. No, you're screwed. You're screwed. You are. We are screwed. So, um, to me, I look at this matchup. It's gonna be a little bit of an easier matchup for Kirk Cousins. What time is the game? Um, I think it's a one o'clock. Kirk Cousins prime oh. time. That's his spot. Missed Thirty points elite. for Kirk Cousins, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he plays good. 
So uh, Kirk Cousins versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Going to be a good matchup for him. Obviously, uh, at 1 o'clock is a good time for him. Uh, Primetime typically does not be, you know, it's not no. typically a good This time is primetime Kirk. So this is primetime Kirk right here, 1 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Um, so I would start him this week if you're thinking about it. I mean, if you drafted him, you're you're probably a dude that waited on quarterback like Rick. Um but there might be a situation where you drafted him and then you drafted somebody else and you're kind of, you know, in the same vicinity and you're, you know, like Daniel Jones or or uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, you want to start Kirk Cousins in this matchup. So uh, he's been ridiculously good in the past um, just as a pure passing quarterback. Obviously, there's no rushing upside, so it's going to take a little bit to get there. Just stick with us. Um, but he, he'll probably throw a couple of touchdowns and he'll have a decent week. So I'd start him against Tampa. Yeah, same. I'm expecting a 20 point week out of Kirk Cousins this week, and uh, that's kind of what you're getting. <clears throat> what you're getting with Kirk Cousins, uh, he doesn't rush at all, so it's purely passing. Yeah. So he has to have a good game passing the ball. Uh, the Bucks, I don't think their defense is awful. Mm-hmm. They still have some good players on defense, uh, <laughs> mostly on the front. I don't know if their secondary though is great, um, mm-hmm. and then I don't think the Bucks' offense is going to help them at all. So we could easily see some turnovers or some bad plays. And I I would expect primetime Kirk Cousins, Mr. One O'Clock, mm-hmm. to have a pretty good week uh, in a game that the Vikings should probably win. And with Madison there now as the lead back, I'm very interested to see what the passing versus rushing ratio is on this team because they already transitioned last year to pretty much being a pass-first offense. And I wonder if they take that to the next level this year, which is my personal hope. As if someone who has Kirk Cousins on his fantasy. Yeah, you you are you're excited about Kirk. I mean, they already threw it. I'm not excited about Kirk, but I six hundred times last year, so you should be all right. Yeah, but one thing I would be concerned with with Minnesota, and I don't know if this would affect Kirk Cousins at all, but without Dalvin Cook, that definitely takes away an entire aspect of their game. That yeah, was game you know was something that somebody would have to game plan for. So without Madison, it makes it a little bit difficult. But I, I think on the quarterback, because they're going to be really focused on the passing game for the most part. They're not really going to be thinking about Madison. So, um, yeah, but Kirk Cousins definitely a start. Our sit this week is Daniel Jones versus Dallas. Now, my dumb butt's going to start Daniel Jones because I have Anthony Richardson. And I ain't starting so Anthony your Richardson. Poison. Am I going to take that risk against Jacksonville? Not a bad matchup. No, no. So I'll watch him get like an 80 yard rushing touchdown. Oh God. See, that's, that's a whole week right there. Yep. It really is 14 points right there. And if he passes for a hundred yards, if I cross my fingers, maybe we get to 20. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But Daniel Jones is an interesting guy. I, I do believe in him for fantasy football this year. I think he does provide some rushing upside. So it's harder for me to put him on this list, but he's playing the Dallas Cowboys. Last year, Dallas was actually pretty good against the pass. They were the uh, they gave up 15 fantasy points a game to the quarterback position, which ranked them as the seventh best team uh, or the seventh tough, seventh toughest matchup for the quarterback position. Yeah. Um, and they only got healthier, and they're in a good position. So I don't think much changes for Dallas in that aspect. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game for Daniel Jones to put up, you know, put up fantasy points. 
And, um, you know, like they do have Darren Waller and they, they, they drafted Jalen Hyatt and they got some interesting pieces that they added to this team. But it's the same old crappy receivers that they got. And I just don't expect a lot from their pass, from their passing game and stuff like that. So I think this is a, this is a week to sit Daniel Jones. Yeah, and I, I do think Daniel Jones could have some big weeks this year. He's a great um, streaming option or even a guy that you can plug and play with good matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do think there's a chance that he could take a next step this year, which if he does that would be huge for fantasy because he's already got the rushing. So if he can improve as a passer, uh, he could actually emerge as like a top 10 quarterback this year. Yeah. Uh, this week against Dallas, though, is tough. Uh, Dallas as you mentioned, is a pretty solid defense. And last year when uh, the Giants and Cowboys played, Daniel Jones had uh, 14 fantasy points in one week and then uh, 15 in the other. Yeah. So I would probably expect something like that, which, you know. Maybe I will start Anthony Richardson. Well, that's up to you, Doc. And then you start Anthony Richardson, Daniel Jones lights up the Cowboys. Three tutties. I have some other ideas. Okay, well. Whatever you end up choosing to do, uh, in the grand scheme of things, Daniel Jones is not a great start. That's fair. Um, <laughs> at the running back position, start of the week here, shifting to running backs, is J.K. Dobbins versus Houston. Uh, Dobbins has been dealing with injuries uh, for for the better part of his career and uh, yep. comes into this season healthy, ready to go. Um, he's going up against Houston, who isn't, Great. They haven't. I mean, they, they, who did they add on the defensive side of the ball this year in the draft? Will Anderson. Will Anderson. So that could improve their run stopping game a little bit. But he's but, also like, he, he does help with the run stopping, but he's more of a pass rusher. Yeah. He's, a, he's definitely a pass rusher. <laughs> and I, I look at this like, Will Anderson, if he ends up being really good, could stop a lot. But I don't think he's changing in his first game of his NFL career. <laughs> The 28 the, points yeah. per game that they yeah. gave up to the running back position. That is absurd, by the way. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, Dobbins has a prime matchup this week. Like, a ridiculously yep. prime matchup to have success. Um, even if they improve on that number this year and get it down to, like, 21, 22, it's still a good matchup for him. So, I'm I'm feeling good about J.K. Dobbins this week. I think you can roll him out and get him, get him in a good get him in a good matchup and there's also like I don't know what the this new offense with Todd Bunkin's going to look like for for the Baltimore Ravens and obviously they're going to like to run the ball and that's probably going to be the center of what they do a little bit but they're uh-huh. going to pass the ball a lot more so does that mean pass catching work for JK Dobbins if it does whew, there's some good things in the horizon for JK on the season but um I like him against Houston this week good matchup yeah, same. And I do think there's positives for Houston, as you mentioned, Will Anderson. Uh, their head coach, D'Amico Ryans, uh, came from San Francisco. He's a defensive mind. So I'm sure their defense will be better this year. But it was one of the worst in the league last year. And in week one, I know you're not crazy about the Ravens, but I feel like a healthy Ravens team versus Houston is could be a disaster for Houston. Uh, so if, if the Baltimore Ravens get up early, I could see them in the second half, especially given Dobbins a lot of work on the ground and against the bad rushing defense who Dobbins is extremely efficient as well. You combine those things. Like I feel like he's a lock to have a really good week one. And uh, the JK Dobbins truthers are going to come out in full swing and say the comeback is real, which I don't necessarily disagree, but uh, it'll be nice to see. 
Yeah. Um, all right. Running back, do you have more thoughts on Jackie Dobbins? By the way, I feel like I just no. We can move on. Okay. Um, the running back position continued here. We have DeAndre Swift at New England. Now, I'll leave the interesting information for Rick to say on this one because there was an interesting uh, depth chart piece that Rick mentioned before the show that I was like, oh, oh. Um, but obviously New England, they got Christian Barmore. I think he's going to play in this game. I think he's going to be all right. Matt Judon, the defensive line, um, Josh Uche uh, mixing in. Keon White, they just drafted. So they got they got some good guys in that front uh, that can stop the run. They were one of the better run-stopping teams in the NFL last year. Um, just to give you the fantasy points uh, per game total, they gave up 16 fantasy points a game to the running back position, which ranked fourth uh, among tough matchups in the NFL. So like to me, obviously the Patriots are tough. They added some guys on the defensive front. And so it's like, they're going to be a tough team um, to face. If you're facing them at the running back position, the Eagles like to run the football. Um, so I don't think Swift is going to be a good play. Even if he was starting this game, um, there's a lot of different things flying around for the Philadelphia Eagles. Their starters haven't played. Um, like they played two drives in preseason game number one uh they've been practicing I, I think i heard a report that said they were practicing in training camp every other day yeah. so they they have that's had a light load and i'm not really <clears throat> particularly sure why but i don't know if that's going to affect them in the game at, at 425 on sunday against new england but it's in new england i don't know swift starting and uh very tough matchup for them rushing the ball yeah, and I'll, I'll start off with the piece of information that you had brought up. Yep. Uh, the Eagles did post their official depth chart. I think it was on Tuesday. Uh, and DeAndre Swift is their RB4 on their list. They have Gainwell as their starter, Penny as their two, and Boston Scott as their three. So <clears throat> when you said DeAndre Swift as a sit, you brought him up before the show. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's probably the best sit you could possibly have of any of these guys. Yeah. He's a guy that you might be excited about. You've liked in the past. Um, Honestly, I, I hope like he DeAndre goes Swift. Off. I still, yeah, I still do, and I, I hope he has a good, good week. Not too good, obviously, because you know we're Patriots, Patriots fans. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, has a good week overall. But the Patriots do have a top ten defense. Yeah, and he's a he's right now. This says the fourth guy in the depth chart. Now we both don't think that that will stay yeah. for very long. Right. But week one, we could see them using a variety of different guys. I think mm. they will use a variety of different guys. It's going to be a running back by committee and if swift only gets like eight or nine touches against a good defense like i'm not starting him i'm completely out he's somebody that you might want to sit first couple weeks yeah just Uh, wait and see yeah okay deandre swift uh is a sit this week and moving to the wide receiver position we have jahan dotson versus the arizona cardinals rick why don't you take this one away because this is your guy (laughs) Yes, sir. I think uh, some of the fans community has been on Jahan Dotson all, all offseason, and I was kind of – I wasn't, like, super on because I, I was kind of with you with Howell as their quarterback, how good is the commander's going to be, McLaurin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some things have happened recently that I've been more in on Jahan Dotson. Uh, I have I did like the player. I've always liked the player. Um, so I, I think he has talent. He's a really great route runner. Um, I think his player comp was Diggs coming out, which is obviously he's not going to be stuff on Diggs, but it just shows you the type of player he is. He's kind of that shifty elite route runner with good hands, which is my favorite type of receiver. Um, 
And McLaurin got turf toe in their second preseason game. And the starters played the first half in that game. Jahan Dotson in one half of football had seven targets, five catches for 76 yards. You love that uh, stat. I do. I love that stat. Uh, it shows me that if McLaurin is out, because McLaurin, even when he was out there, I think he got hurt in the first quarter. Yeah. So there wasn't a huge sample size. But Dotson had two targets when they were both out there. They each had two. So, like, it seems a very short sample size, but it, it does seem like Dotson would still be involved, even with McLaurin there. Um, some would even argue that because Howell and Dotson are friends off the field, they came in the same draft year. There's some people, there's a, there's a small portion of the community that believes Dotson will overtake McLaurin. I'm not going that far. But their the, the Dotson has his people, all right? That's all I'm saying. But oh to get God. to this week in particular, McLaurin looks man. like... These bad football teams, man. For years, you with the Jets. I know. Now the yeah, Commanders. I know. I know, I know, I know. I'm going to stop. But for this week at least, all right, they're playing an even worse football team, the Arizona Cardinals, that they might be the worst team in the NFL. This could be, as you said uh, on a previous show, that... It could be a soft landing spot for Hal and Eric Bieniemy in that commander's offense. Yeah. Um, and if McLaurin is out, doesn't play this week, Woo. that's even better for Dotson. I, I think you could be John. looking at, yeah, you could be looking at like a 10 target week. Um, and he, he'll be a really, really good volume play. I don't know if he's going to go crazy, crazy, but um, definitely if you're considering some guys, or maybe you're in a league like me in our home league, I have Jerry Judy, who looks like he's iffy for week one. I don't think he's going to play. I'll probably slide Jahan Dotson in there and feel pretty okay about it. Okay, yeah. I mean, not okay about it. I'll feel good about it. Last year, Arizona wasn't too um, horrible against um, wide receivers. You know, they gave up 25 points a game, which is, you know, mediocre. Uh, but like I said, they're, they're just, like we said on the last show, they're just bad. They're not a good football team. Jonathan Gannon yep. is the least inspiring human being on the face of the <laughs> earth, and like they're openly tanking. They openly tanking, and I I think this is going to be a bad year for them. So, like I said, soft landing. Like Rick said, this is a, really a soft landing spot for Sam Howell and and the offense and Eric Bieniemy and all that stuff. And I think coming into this year, especially if Terry McLaurin's out, like this is a good matchup even with McLaurin in the game. If McLaurin yeah. is out, Jahan is like saddle it up. Would he be like a top? 24 receiver for you this week um he might if be. mclaurin is out he might be he's gonna be somewhere uh he's gonna be somewhere <clears throat> in that range especially if mclaurin is out as um, of right now he's wide receiver 27 yeah but yep. we're not sure if mclaurin is playing or not so if if mclaurin comes out of that game i probably would move him up to like 24 23 somewhere in that yep. conversation um but really really good play this week let's move to the sit uh, it, which is Gabe Davis at the New York Jets. So it's in New York. You got the start of this new team. Um, you know, the Jets obviously have sauce. They have this really good pass rush. They get this good defense. Um, they're going to come out of this game hot. I still think the Bills win the football game. And I actually don't think it's going to be close. But I don't think Gabe Davis is going to be the one making this not close. So there's that. Um, it's going to be a tougher matchup for Gabe Davis. I know that you talk about Stefan Diggs. He's going to be on Sauce Gardner, and it's going to be a tough matchup for him. So it might yeah. actually open things up for Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis a little bit. But at the end of the day, I just there's not a lot of fantasy points to go around when you're playing the New York Jets. Last year, one of the best defenses in the NFL, they gave up 20 fantasy points to the wide receiver position. If you give 12 to Stefan Diggs, that gives you like maybe three, six to eight for Gabe Davis. And so if you're going to roll him out in your starting lineup this week, just know that it ain't going to be easy for him. 
And, um, you know, if he catches a touchdown, obviously that saves your week. As it always does with Gabe Davis in in starting him, you're just praying for that touchdown. Um, I like Gabe Davis, but this week is not, not a week to start him against the New York Jets. No, that's, uh, that's totally fair. I've had a little pushback before the show just because I wasn't, you know, Gabe Davis is the type of dude to get three targets and get shut down. And then he gets like an 80 yard touchdown. You're like, all right, well, yeah, like, oh, you. <laughs> there it goes. And he has a lot of big games and bad games. So, you know, you never know, but I, I would bet on a probably bad game this week. Uh, you mentioned sauce being on digs. I think that's probably what's going to happen, but their second corner DJ, I think it's DJ Reed yeah. um, was, a, I think PFF had him ranked as like a top 20 corner last year. So he's a really good number two. Mm-hmm. And there's also a chance that maybe they focus more on digs and then they put with the other guys, including Reed, and then they put sauce on Gabe Davis. And then it's just night night if that happens. Gabe Davis isn't doing crap. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's, like, and that's I think, like easy. No, sauce sauce with his pride probably wants to play digs. That's true. He might give up a big play, and then there you go. Um I, I will say too, I, I think a lot of Jets fans and even people like me that are believers of the Jets somewhat. Mm-hmm. I think no, are kind a of believer of the Jets though. expected. <laughs> hey, I said I, I mean I I give him a fair chance to suck. Nope. Aaron Rodgers explodes and Nathaniel Hackett is Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, I can see it, but I do think on paper they're pretty good, right? Okay, I think Week One a lot of people are expecting a Monday Night Football, you know, shootout between the Bills and Jets, and it's the explosion game. And it ends up being fourteen <laughs> ten. I wouldn't. I don't know about fourteen ten, but I could see it being like you know, 24 to 20 or something. And it's not really like a shootout. It's kind of just like good defenses and then like a good drive or two from each team. And, yeah. but there's nothing that's going to be crazy. I don't, I think it's a real possibility that it's not really a high scoring game with two defenses that are solid mm-hmm. um, and offenses that have their question marks. So you take that into consideration as well. It's, it'd be hard to play Gabe Davis, especially over some other guys you probably drafted ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, let's quickly run through the tight end position. Uh, we don't need to spend a whole ton of time on it, but uh, Rick, why don't you give me the start analysis on Tyler Higby, and I will give the sit analysis on that guy. Sure. So quickly on Tyler Higby. All right, we whoa, might not whoa, be. Whoa, whoa, What? Higbeast. Yeah, the Higbeast. All right. This was a guy I had as like my tight end 20 going into the year. Yeah. And then I did more research and projections and i think he ended up being like tight end 14 you fell so i don't hate love. him uh and and here's the thing with higbeast all right okay, cooper cup is most likely not playing week one you by this point you might already know if he's not playing uh we're recording a little earlier in the week so i would say he's not playing week one. with him being out week one uh matt stafford has to throw the ball somewhere and last season, looking at Higby's numbers when Cooper Cup was out, he was getting a pretty good target share. Uh, let me confirm which week Cooper Cup went out uh, last season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, his last game was week 10. So starting in week 10, yeah. Tyler Higby's eight targets, eight targets, zero, but he only played half the game. I think he got hurt. Five, three, which sucks. Five, which also sucks. But 11, four, and seven. So there's a real possibility we're looking at a 7-8 target game this week from Higbeast, yeah. which for a tight end, get you six catches for 60 yards, that's 12 fantasy points. That's a pretty good start. 
So Tyler Higbee's without Cooper Cup could be a top 12 tight end this week. Yeah, at the tight end position is kind of weird too when you're talking about like numbers from last year. Obviously, Seattle gave up 15 points a game to the tight end position, which ranked as the easiest matchup in fantasy football. Um, things can change on a year-to-year basis. Right. So that right. obviously could be a different... But the Seahawks defense isn't... They drafted Witherspoon in the first round, yeah. fifth overall, and he's not playing week one. Okay. So, so their defense thing. isn't like yeah. anything crazy. So, I mean, it, it could be the same, but sometimes things change on a year-to-year basis. You know, so some of these numbers I have from last year might not apply. Um, but like I said, you know, you have the situation where he has 14.8 uh, points per game. Like that could mean good things along with all the stuff that Rick said. Um, but anyway, the sit of the week for us is Chig Aquanku. And you know how much I love my boy Chig. Yes, sir. I was about to draft him in the home league and then I had a better option. So I was like, I go with that guy. Um, yeah. But if I had drafted him, you probably, if you drafted him and he's your only guy, he's probably better than anything else you'll get on the waiver wire. Um, but he is playing New Orleans. And New Orleans last year, um, they gave up six points a game to the tight end position. And uh, nothing's really changed really defensively for them. Um, and so going into this game, you know, I expect Tennessee to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. Um, they'll probably try to throw it through the air. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what their offense kind of looks like, but I don't think Chiga Kwanku is going to get a whole ton of target share and a whole ton of work in this game because it's just not really a great matchup for them uh, or for him specifically. So I would say Chig is definitely a guy that you got to sit. Um, but in coming weeks, I think there's a chance that he could have success. Now, if he goes off and you sit him on the bench, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. I, I'm not crazy about Chig this week. Okay. Um, any more thoughts on the starts and sits? Uh, no, that's it. Do we want to give our yeah, we projections? Do. Yeah, we do. What do you or mean our Super Bowl projections. Yeah, Super Bowl predictions. All right. Rick, I wish I still had that that, that NFL season predictor thing still open because that's where <laughs> I got it. Uh, but uh, who do you have as your Super Bowl winner pick? Who's in the Super Bowl and who's your winner pick? All right. Uh, I went back and forth. For my Super Bowl, tempted to just throw the Jets in there just to mess with you, but I didn't. Uh, what I I did projections for all thirty-two teams a few weeks ago, yeah, and it included the playoffs. And the bracket that I came up with had the Bengals versus the Eagles in the Super Bowl, kind of a boring Super Bowl in my opinion. And I had the Eagles winning it. I just think they have the best roster in the league. I know Super Bowl hangover is real, but. I'm just going to pick the team that I think is overall the best team in the league, and I think that's the Eagles. Now, their coaching, it does scare me. So we'll see if they actually win it, but that's what I got. Okay. Um, I'm trying to find. Yeah, because didn't you do the same thing I did? The same thing you did. It included the playoffs. Where is this information, bro? Previous. Oh, I deleted all of them. Uh, it deleted all of them. All right, so I'll I'll just say from the AFC side, I know I had Cincinnati. Yeah, that's don't have to think about that one. And I think I had Philly as the other team. Oh, so you had the same Super Bowl as me? Yeah, except I have Cincinnati winning the bowl. Joe there you Burrow, go. Joe Burrow busts out six cases. He finally gets his ring. Six cases. I was looking at something real quick before we end this podcast. Okay. 
you know, outside of Mahomes, right? Mahomes has two Super Bowl rings. Yeah. Then there's like three or four guys in the league that have one: Stafford, Rodgers. Everybody else has zero. So there's a chance if Mahomes doesn't win it this year that we're going to get a new a newbie. Yeah. Josh, I mean, uh, Josh, no, no. Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. So, uh, but I would take. <laughs> I'm going to take Cincinnati over the Philadelphia Eagles. Hopefully, I'm correct. I, I think, think we're all fair. sick of the Chiefs. A hundred percent. Anyway, uh, any more thoughts? Uh, no, that's it. Okay, there you go. Starts and sits, Super Bowl predictions, all that good stuff. It has been a great week of content. Week one's coming at you this Sunday. Enjoy this weekend. It only comes yes, around sir. 17 more times. Let's go. I'm so excited for the season. Enjoy the weekend, guys. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at TheFFChamps.